I am Dude 2. The following is not intended for younger ears. Get them out! The opinions expressed are my opinions and my co-hosts alone. Now, prepare yourself for two dudes, one double feature. Welcome! Welcome everyone to Two Dudes, One Double Feature, the show in which two dudes talk two films. That is about it. I am Dude One, Richard. I am Dude Two. This is true. <laughs> I, you know, for a second I thought you were going to take off your headphones and just walk away. <laughs> like, literally, right before you were like, man, I'm excited. And then it's just like, I, I just killed the mood, like, <laughs> that quick. Man, I'm impressed with myself. Just, alright, um, I'm gonna just leave now. <laughs> no, no. Um, that was cool. That was a good impression. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, speaking of you, how are you? <laughs> I'm the great, I, the great and good enough? The existing and good enough, really. <laughs> I wanted to call you great because I think it's a pretty apt description. Oh, <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> I was about to leave, but I can't because Joey is is great. Well, my my supposed greatness aside, <laughs> you know, I'm doing I'm doing fine. Um, I like I went on HBO Max one day. I've been going on HBO Max a lot. I feel like that's the app I've been using the most lately, as far as like the streamers. Streamings, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I I pull it up, and there's some ho- horoscope nonsense. Like they're like something like, oh, choose your show horoscope or whatever. Like, if you're a Virgo, you'll like this show, I guess. But then I saw I see Idris Elba's face, and I'm like, ooh, wait a minute, I know where that's from. <laughs> it's from Luther, <laughs> the BBC, uh, the BBC series that you know has a couple seasons. And I'm like, you know. I haven't watched season the, the the fifth like series of it yet, and you know I I remember enjoying it a couple years ago, so I think I'm going to rewatch the whole thing. So far, I'm just I I've just finished episode three of the first um the first series, and uh, you know it was good you know so far good stuff. Um, I love Idris Elba; he's he's great, great stuff. Other than that, I pff, not much is really going. Oh, but you know what though. Like, a lot of the stuff I, I, I want to talk about is stuff I know you've seen and have mm-hmm. semi-intimate knowledge of. That's That 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 Dune trailer, can we just talk about that? Yeah, I know we... I know we. I, th- I remember the last week, last week's episode, you thought that's what I was going to talk about <laughs> when I was talking about we were going to Disney. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we briefly mentioned that it was a great trailer. Now, that every time a new trailer for that movie comes out, it kind of puts me in the mood to want to watch movies like that. Like when the first trailer came out, I wanted to watch like Star Wars movies and I wanted to watch like all these other kind of like sword and sorcery mixed with science fiction type stuff, you know, because there's a lot of good stuff out there. And uh, 
now that this new trailer came out and I'm like, I'm excited to see the movie. Um, it's made me want to go and like do that again a little bit. Mm-hmm. So no, I'm definitely excited for it. I mean, it looks great. It looks amazing. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited about it. I know it's going to be on HBO Max and theaters, but that's going to be one where hopefully everything else notwithstanding, like I if if the world s- doesn't turn back to terrible or turn yeah. worse than it already is, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, let's knock on wood. Hopefully, we can you know get vaccinated, people. Anyway, please please get vaccinated. I mean, it's it's literally the bare minimum. <laughs> it's literally the bare minimum. It's come on, Just but do it. but beyond that, um, I intend to see this in it, my, my Dolby theater. You know, just with the sound blasting, the the beautiful projection, mm-hmm. like because I saw Blade Runner that way, uh, twenty forty nine, and that was one of the best experiences I've ever had in a movie theater. So I'm ready for Denis Villeneuve to take me on a journey. Even if, uh, from what I've heard, heard this is only going to be part one yeah. of, the, of the Dune, first Dune book. Because, <laughs> like, the book is, like, dense, isn't it? Like, as far as, like, stuff that's in it? Like, not, maybe think, not, not, not like, the thickness, but I mean, like, as far as the material is dense. The material is dense. Like, I picked up the, a copy of the first book, um, and the book's, like, six, like, at least the copy I have is, like, 600, close to 700 pages, you know, um, and it has like appendices within universe and things like that. And then there's another five books that Frank Herbert wrote of Dune. And that's not even getting into the stuff that his son and another dude wrote for Dune. There's a lot of stuff, but I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, uh, and then we also saw He-Man, uh, not He-Man. I should well, say no, no, no. Masters, Masters of, of the, of the universe, universe Revelations. Revelations. Excuse me. <laughs> Don't misconstrue it because people are getting pissed. You can't call it pissed. He-Man! Are you There's no He-Man in it! Can yeah! you ruin my childhood? I need his furry diaper now! Master Universe Revelation, in case you haven't like uh, heard about it, it's, it's the continuation of, of the He-Man and the Masters of the Universe series. You know, the He-Man. I have the power! Fun fact um, about that is uh, uh, our friend John, who does the music for the show, Love you, John. Shout out to you. Um, he's also an amazing illustrator, and he did our, you know, our logo, as you know. Um, there was a point, like, way back when, when we were just, like, when he was, like, drawing stuff for, for like, all of our friends in our group that we were in. Because he was just that nice, and he, there, everything was amazing. And I was talking to him one night, and I was like, you know what would be... And I, was, I don't know how it got to this conversation, but I think we were just talking about how we call you Joden sometimes. It's like your like god name. Like your like your Norse god name, I guess. And then I think I was like, you know it'd be funny if you drew him as He Man, but it said Joden <laughs> <laughs> instead of saying I have the power, he's saying I am good enough. Yeah. And he and he actually did it and it's an amazing piece of art. We'll have to sh- we might have to share that on the um I'm, I might have to, yeah, on the I'm going to have to post it. Because it, 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 is, it is one of my, my favorite things in existence. I occasionally make that my profile picture. Shout out to John. Incredible um, talent. Love but, you, John. But this is a continuation of the, the He-Man series, and um, I really enjoyed it myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it, I mean, there was no, like, when I was watching it, I, I that was the first thing I thought was, like, I think Joey's gonna love this. I think, like, everything about it. It's, it's got, it's got, got stakes. 
It has colorful characters. It's got great voice acting. It has really solid animation. It has the puns, like the really dumb like jokes from from He Man. Like I, I I was thinking about when when Evil Loon was like, "Listen, you traitorous trout." <laughs> You gotta love alliteration. This is the Come alliteration. Yeah. Come on. And I was like, and it, and it, I'm not gonna. I don't want to spoil it right now. But it, it really, it really ends on the mother of all cliffhangers. Honestly, like, holy cow! I can't wait for the second half to come out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. I watched it, what was what I liked about it was that it was really easy to get through. I mean, it is only the first part of like the, I guess that first season. I assume. Because it's like five episodes, but each of them were only like half hour long, so it was like a two. It was like a two and a half hour movie, mm-hmm. in a way. So that was kind of cool. Yeah, and I, I, I have very no, no, zero, zero context in relation to He Man. Like I know the, like the like the stuff that's proliferated through pop culture and whatnot, but I, other than that, I know nothing about He Man. So going into the cartoon, I was like. Just expecting it to be, at the very least, entertaining. And see, like, you know, toys come to life in animation. Which, you know, is essentially what he- He-Man and Masters of the Universe and stuff is. And I was entertained. I was, I, I, I had a good time. Um, I'm, I'm curious to see how it plays out for the later seasons. And I'm curious to see if it'll continue to... To not be <laughs> he-man centric to piss people off. <laughs> L- listen, all I got, all I gotta say is like, do you, do you really think they're gonna go that far, guys? Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, have you ever not watched anything or understood how a company works anymore? <laughs> That's like if Disney was like, you know what? No more Mickey Mouse. We don't need this. <laughs> nah. You know what? We're gonna we're gonna take all the hidden Mickey's out, and we're gonna just put Donald's head everywhere, and then, then then that'll be it for like a year, and then we're gonna put Mickey back. But anyway, um, beyond that stuff, uh, how how are you doing outside of those things? Outside of Masters of the Universe and Dune, yeah. You know what? I'm actually pretty excited about stuff, which is nice. You know, it's been a while since I've, I mean, I've been excited about things within like this past year and a half. But I feel like this is the most I've actually been excited about things, because obviously we got the Disney trip coming up, and uh, which these episodes are sort of commemorating a little bit. Like this is our like, kind of in in podcast celebration of of that fun experience that we're going to be having with our friends. Um, so I've I've definitely it's nice to have something to look forward to. I guess is ultimately it. Um, uh, outside of that. I've been trying to work out a little bit more. Oh, good. Actually, like, not necessarily to, like, get some sort of, like, look at me, I'm toned kind of results. Just, you know, I've, over the past couple of years, it's just constantly been more and more tired just from doing certain activities. Like, I'd be at work, and I would just be trying to go upstairs, and I'd be really tired when I get to the top of the stairs. Yeah. Or I'd be, like, trying to do things here and there, and so I've just... Just trying to just trying to sort that out a little bit more. Plus, it'll be nice to to be able to go through the whole Disney trip and not want to kill you from me being so exhausted because you walk everywhere. <laughs> I'm like Joey, slow down. Can we sit <laughs> just right here, please? Um, but no. In all seriousness, you know, it's it's plus I'm just getting older. 
Mm-hmm. So it's just probably the right choice to make right now. So I do like I do two separate sets of about forty arm curls or whatever those are called with like the dumbbells. Um, I do arm circles, which seem really silly, but actually like are probably the most painful amongst all the workouts because and it, and I only do them for like a couple of minutes, but it's still just like oh gosh. Like and it gets right in the shoulder as well. It's pretty. It's pretty gnarly. Um, I do about fifteen minutes on this exercise bike I got at home, and then I do thirty sit ups. Nice. And then I'm done. And then I do it again the next day. <laughs> right. No, that's good. Good stuff. Just drink drink water periodically. Sit down every now and then. I usually do them late at night because I'm a night owl and I'm awake. Yeah. And so like last night I. I did them, and uh, I they're in like this part of my house that's got this big old like sliding door. So there's a huge window there, and I always get afraid because I'm like, what if someone like because I can't see nothing in the backyard. So I'm always like, what if someone like creeps up and like tries to kill me or something through the window? Oh my so god! So I turn so I turn the back light on, and then like one of the first nights I, I was doing it, uh, a cat came out of nowhere. I was like, whose cat is this? <laughs> <laughs> And then last night, another cat came, but it was a completely different cat. I'm like, whose cat is this? So, my neighbor, apparently I'm just now learning my neighbors have cats. Okay. So, <laughs> I think that's what it is. Um, but no, other than that, I've just been kind of chilling, watching some Disney movies to get more excited for the trip. Uh, and uh, obviously watching stuff for the for this show. So, and speaking of that... Um, this episode, like I said, is kind of this and our next episode, especially, are sort of our episodes to sort of celebrate this fun, exciting thing that we're doing. Um, and with this episode, we are going to talk about like the, the the where it all started with our with this first movie. What is that movie, Joey? That movie is 1937's Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, spelled with an F. S, not V-E-S, as dwarves is commonly spelled nowadays, thanks to Lord of the Rings, if I'm not mistaken. Is that what it was? I think so, yeah, because when you, if you look at, like, um, if you look at Snow White, it's, it's F-S, mm-hmm. the, for the, for the title. So, that's just a, that's neither here nor there. It, regardless, Snow White it's and probably like Dwarfs. It's probably like a Mandela effect or something. Someone's like, I swear it was V-E-S. <laughs> I remember when I was a kid and I had that VHS, I swear it said E-V-S, and it's like, no. No, it didn't. Yeah, no, no, no. Ugh! I hate it. Uh, but no, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs is you know is, is this is this is where it all started, folks. As far as the Disney, it's not the f- as you put it in the notes, it's not the first animated thing that Walt Disney has done, but it's like his first big movie. Well, okay, so let me let me just address this because at a lot of like Disney things like. Uh, a feature-length animated movie had never been attempted. And it's like, the, um, uh, the Adventures of Prince Ahmed would like a word, because that is the earliest surviving feature-length animated movie. Grant- granted, it's not a Hollywood movie, and it was in, is in Germany, and it was in the silent era. But may- but as far as, like, as far as, like, a big talky, like, sound film, I- I'm not sure of, like, another, like, I know Gulliver's Travels, which is done by the Flesher brother, like, the Flesher Studios, they did that around that same time, and not to the same results as Snow White, I just want to add, as far as financial success, anyway, or longevity, um, 
but yeah, but like regardless, it, this was Disney's first feature length movie. It was their first, and even if it isn't the first feature length animated movie ever, it's still very important for both Disney history as well as um, film history. So just to get that part out of the way. I mean, even just the fact that it seemed to be the catalyst for our second double feature, I think, should be worth noting as well. Yes, it, it, it definitely should be worth noting. There's there's a couple there's a couple things that they, that these two these two movies share, which is um, is interesting. But Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs um, was the first feature for the Walt Disney Studios, and this thing. I just gotta say, like, I was watching the American Experience documentary about Walt Disney. If you ever get the chance to, definitely spend the four hours to watch it. It's it's really it's a four hour documentary. Yeah, they split it up into it was a two night event on PBS. It was they had part one and part two, so it was totaled like four hours. Oh, good lord! <laughs> I'll, I'll try. It, it definitely like, just just watch it. Like, pretend it's like a TV show. You watch one episode one night and then one episode another night. And and Oliver, and I, I end up watching it all at once, and I'm like, Ugh! Oliver Platt narrates it too. So I just want to. All right, that, that's that's pretty enticing, actually. But anyway, like it's a really great documentary about Walt Disney. You know, who is as far as um, you know things go, he's a, a major American figure, and mm-hmm. I feel like your opinions of him might say a lot about you. And that's not me, not me trying to judge anybody, but. It's he, he is one of those um, those figures um, in entertainment and in American history. Uh, but going off of Snow White, like they were talking about how he had like a like you're funny you mentioned a mandatory staff meeting for the for the Disney for people at Disney. They, they the way they tell the story makes it sound super crazy. Like I almost I it was Walt on drugs when he was doing this because it was like he told <laughs> the whole story of Snow White beginning to end played all the characters in front of his staff members and was like this is going to be a this we're going to do this. We want to we want to break into the feature length game because they've been doing they were doing shorts, you know, and shorts are fun, but he wanted mm-hmm. to, he wanted to make big money but also, you know, art have something more artistically satisfying. Like a lot of the like the shorts they're they're really pretty and they could be really funny. But Snow White was as they said in the document it was like we know cartoons can make you laugh. But can you cry over a drawing? You can almost say that that perception still is around to a certain degree today. It is. Absolutely. Yeah. They they went on this it was like a 3-year journey of this thing. Like they were they were finishing this at like the last minute too. Like the last cells were finished like sometime in November of 1937. The premiere was December 21st of 1937. Oh wow. Yeah, it was <sighs> It, uh, Walt's brother Roy, who handled like the finances, must have been pulling out what hair he had because <laughs> he was the money guy at Disney, and he had to reassure, reassure the investors and everyone: this is gonna be fine, this is gonna be okay, this is not gonna blow up in my brother and I's faces, and <laughs> and and people literally called it Disney's folly. Like when they when they mm-hmm. when people were talking about it, it was Disney's folly because everyone was pretty sure this thing was gonna fail that just makes me think of like if mike was the money guy for this show <laughs> sorry you were taking a drink <laughs> No, you. he's just like i swear it's only gonna be an hour and a half long but they're talking about star wars i swear we put the mandate in it's only gonna be an hour and a half long 
<laughs> oh, oh man. Uh, but Snow White, um, there's it's it's an interesting be it's an interesting movie. Um, to I, I want to hear your thoughts a little bit because I I've talked way too much over the last just like three minutes. <laughs> well, I mean like. If there, I mean, if there's anyone that would have a good knowledge of like Disney history, amongst the two of us, as you, <laughs> you, you, uh, you're the you're the historian of the two of us, and I'm the weirdo. I don't know. Um, I mean, but... that makes that makes two of us in the in the weirdo <laughs> department, but I don't know. But you have more to offer. <laughs> <laughs> Debatable, but please, I, I want your okay, thoughts sorry. on this. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, well, like it was funny because I was I I watched I re- I rewatched Snow White last year, like for the for, like for the first time in a long time because I was sort of getting into collecting that like signature edition new like Blu-ray sets that they've been releasing, and I re- I had remembered a few different things watching it like i remembered when she sang into the well and it like sang back at her i remembered like when the birds were like jumping on the pie to make like the 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 cuts that you put on the pie crust i i remembered like the fly going into sleepy's mouth consistently or like flying around sleepy i remembered i just remembered so many different things and it was it was just kind of like one of those weird experiences because I do remember watching the movie a couple of times when I was really, really little, but I hadn't seen it since. And so I thought when I watched it, I wasn't going to remember a thing outside of like, you know, things that I've seen periodically over the years that have just proliferated. But I remembered so much. It was just kind of weird. But like for, for a lot of the elements in the movie that are definitely of its time, which, you know, we're, I think at this point we've, we're not experts, but we've talked about movies like that, you know, that have elements in them that have, you know, da- aged a little bit. I feel like that's like 80% <laughs> of the movies we talk about at this point. <laughs> it's like, um, yeah, this is an old movie, so you, so you know that, you know, the men are going to be, like, breaking and entering and pe- in, into, like, the woman's house, and yet she still falls in love with them. You know, typical stuff. Oh, for sure. <laughs> but, um... What was I saying? Uh, my, but regardless of all that, like I, I couldn't help but like enjoy so much about the movie, from like the animation style with that, like the rotoscoping thing, which, like honestly, that technology. I know, like obviously they've went past that, and like animation has evolved over over the years. But like, there's still something so magical about seeing that kind of animation style. Like anytime I see a clip of like the Fleischer Superman cartoon on Facebook, if I'm scrolling, I can't help but stop and look at it. Cause it just looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously like, like there's, there's so many scenes, like there's so many scenes in the, in this movie that are just scary. Yeah. Which like, you don't like, you don't think about like, I, and I think that's such a common thing with Disney movies is that, you know, they're so they're perceived as these like, lighthearted you know magical movies for kids but then you watch them again you realize oh oh this is this is scary she's running through this forest there's the 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 logs turned into alligators trying to eat her (laughs) the trees have eyes now i mean like and even just the, the 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 whole like evil queen everything about the evil queen 
is horrifying. Yeah, even even when she like like obviously when she transforms in the witch and when she's the witch, that's that really scared you as a kid. But like, I felt equally like intimidated and frightened of of the queen when she was just the queen. Like the mm-hmm. state, like, I feel I almost I mean she probably barely blinks, but I feel like it was one of those things where they wanted her to blink to make her feel more realistic. But like I'm like oh, I'm so like startled. But you also can't look away either because she's this hypnotic like gaze. Mm-hmm. Like when she does like the head tilt and she's like kind of looking down like a teacher does, like when their glasses, you know, like yes, like that whole thing. Yep. Or like uh, any like just any time she shows up on screen, she seems just unnerving a little bit. I think she might be like in a lot of ways like the best, like the, especially the queen, like the best animated character in the in the mo- in the movie in a lot of ways because. You know, you look at the dwarves, and the dwarves are, like, are great. They're fantastic, but they're right up what Disney was doing at that time. Yeah, it feels like some of those, like, old di- shorts. Yeah, and that's not to take away from the dwarves, because they're all brilliant characters. They're all, and we're going to get into them in a second. But you think about Snow White and the Prince, the other, like, more typical human characters. And the Prince only shows up twice for a reason, because they had a problem animating that guy. <laughs> you know um and then you know snow white you know they did the best they could but i feel like the queen might be the most successful as far as like that kind of stuff and she has so many elements at play too like like the cape and like the yes. whole like dress and everything her crown is like she has that very distinct like silhouette like a darth vader thing going for her too like if you just saw like her eyes maybe some of the purple and on her on her dress or her cloaks or whatever and then the crown, you kind of know who she is. Yeah, I think she's, you know, in a weird way, she's kind of underrated as far as, like, Disney villains are concerned. You don't really hear people talk about her that much. I mean, g- granted, there's a huge, like, pantheon of great Disney villains. Yeah. She's definitely up there. And and she succeeds. You know, like, like, Scar, bef- like Scar after her, she actually succeeds in her endeavor, and she poisons Snow White. And then she falls asleep. Do you want to hear something crazy? <laughs> What? So they're uh, in Disneyland. They, they change this up a bit um, to make it less intense. There used there's a ride called Snow White's Scary Adventures, which is now you Snow were saying White's. something about that. There's, yeah, it's it's now Snow White's Enchanted Wish, and the end of the ride, infamously, like you know, like the scene where like the like the witch has like the the stick and is gonna drop the rock on somebody. Mm-hmm. The rock drops on you, and then you just see a the end card. Uh, but as if things are okay <laughs> and it's it, it just feels like you were killed like <laughs> so so the witch won in the ride and it was, was like that- the end! <laughs> and that became that, that that became um that became a meme with with with, with Waikiki cuz when we went to Disneyland we went on that ride and it was just like we were just shouting the end <laughs> But now is that, the way- where that, is that where that comes from? Because yes. I've heard that before. I, it, okay. That's where that it it comes All from. Right. It comes from the, those those Fantasyland dark rides, which can be pretty weird and abrupt, especially Mister Toad, because Mister Toad you end up in hell. But that's a whole other story. So what what you're saying is you got to go from the Snow White ride to the Mister Toad ride to to fill out that storyline. Yes, that that's how you complete this. <laughs> Although now now you can't really do that because the Enchanted Wish ends on a more happy no but it looks nice so i I could say that but um so you can't say you died and went to hell at disneyland no (laughs) (laughs) no not Uh not anymore um no but again like 
the 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 character animation on particularly like the queen and the witch and then of course the seven dwarfs who each are or aptly named for something about them <laughs> except you know okay i talked about this a little bit and i, I don't want to go i don't want to drag it on too much because i know we got a lot to talk about but doc what's up doc <laughs> hey hey whoa 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 it's a whole different company man <laughs> we'll get to them later sort of um but uh but no i that was something i remember when i was a kid being so confused about because like obviously sneezy has the allergies dopey you know that's a whole thing um bashful happy grumpy grumpy obviously but then then there's doc and it's like is he a doctor no okay he stutters a lot is that like what like i don't know it was just always like really i mean he's kind of the leader is like a doc a leader i guess it just it was always just like an interesting it was an interesting name choice given the pattern that was going on yes agreed so that's not that's not to you know diminish that character because i do like that i like when he like fumbles on himself a little bit and it's just like like crapple like what he says when he he meant something else he just said crapple (laughs) it's just that was just really funny but uh in a in a whole different context but there's there's so many funny moments and of course grumpy who is just amazing grumpy's the grumpy's the star really of of the of the seven dwarves i mean you can say like oh dopey is like you know everyone loves dopey because he's funny and he's adorable or like bashful like any of those other characters but there's just because f- maybe it's just because grumpy has more of an arc to him because he's so like standoffish with snow white he has an arc and it's also he's also the character that lets you know it's okay to cry because yes like we're at the end like snow white is dead effectively and like everybody's crying of course everybody's crying right and then you see grump and you look at grumpy who is like and you're like no man don't don't you cry too and you're like oh no (laughs) damn you grumpy so it's like even even grumpy is crying but he is um i wanted to i wanted to bring this up too really quick um uh just looking at what i have oh so pinto kovig um voiced grumpy and he also voiced sleepy and uh, Pinto Kovig also did the voice for Goofy. I do remember you telling me about that. That is pretty cool. It's he's it's kind of it just makes me think of like Mel Blanc a little bit how he voiced all those like Looney Tunes. But that's also like a cool thing about a lot of voice actors is they have all these different characters that that they can play. Yes, but but the dwarves, you know, they don't come in for for a little bit in the movie. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like Act Two is when they show up. Because you, the first act, you know, you have Snow White, you know, singing about stuff and wishing, like, w- wishing in a well for some dude, and then some the dude, dude breaks into her castle. <laughs> 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 the old romantic B and E, you know. Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> you know, because is that how is that how uh, you got with Allison? No, because <laughs> you came to her house and just sort of like broke in. Like I'm here to date you. Um, let's. Just, I'll just put it like this. I don't think I'd be alive if I did that. But anyway, because <laughs> because this is reality and the, uh, modern times. The, the, yes. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh my God! What was I even talking about? Okay, so yeah. Oh yeah, like the first act. You know, what else is also just crazy too. Like the Huntsman, 
Like, the, one of the cre- creepiest shots of the whole movie is Snow White just, like, out there, like, picking flowers. And he's he's just standing there. <laughs> like, like, he's not hiding at all. It's broad daylight. She has no clue he's right there, and he's right there. Um, and, and it's just, it's like the Patrick, uh, he's standing there <laughs> menacingly. <laughs> Get out of there, Snow White. <laughs> oh, my God. He's, but, oh, Chris Hemsworth, man. Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> uh, that dude did not look like Chris Hemsworth. Hemsworth, I can tell you that much. <laughs> Chris Hemsworth from Endgame. Not even. No. 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 Not even. <laughs> Now, I'm just imagining like a ho- like like bro Thor like about like, to oh Snow White how you doing I was I was just trying to stab you but I changed my mind <laughs> Thor they're about to call they're about to call Snow White a dickhead <laughs> the prince listen here prince <laughs> I'm gonna take that that boot of yours and shove it up your butt. Oh my god. <laughs> this is going way off the rails. <laughs> but but no, like that that scene was just like I uh, he's right there. <laughs> he's literally right there. But you know, I think it, it just it just shows too that, you know, again, it's it that that animated movies can be actually like movies and their works of film. So they understand they clearly had an understanding of film language. Mm-hmm. Just like I, I think about, like is in some parts play out like a silent film. Like I think about when you see like just the just the dagger of the huntsman is ready to stab her, but it's like he 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 lets go at a certain mm-hmm. point, um, or just anything like uh, obviously the stuff with like the queen and and the witch. Um, I I think like one of the just like uh, something that like startles me nowadays is when after Snow White takes the bite, you just see the hand, the hand and the apple like slightly fall out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I I remembered that too when I was watching it last year. Just that that imagery of the hand, and then just the apples slightly. I even remembered like when she first dips the apple into the poison, yeah. and then it comes out and it like melts off of it, and it's like a skull. Mm-hmm. I will say, if there's one company that's really good at like creatively throwing skulls in places, it's probably Disney. Oh, I think about like her her little like raven that she has who's hiding mm. in the skull. And, <laughs> and just so startled. It's like, why am I here? I hate this. This lady is crazy. Or like when she goes downstairs and she like sees the dead prisoner that was just trying to get a drink and but they failed and then they just died. And then decades later, they just became bones. And then she just kicks the cup or whatever, kicks the jug or whatever. It's like, thirsty? (laughs) Oh my god. And sorry, you know what else is a really creepy image? Mm. The mirror. Yes. Like, I mean, it it makes me think of a lot of another very creepy image from our next movie. But um, just like the mirror itself and just kind of how like it's got that like sort of wavy water effect over it so you can to give it that illusion that it's in a mirror but then it's just like a floating almost mask like thing and it's like green and bluish purple it's got the smoke coming off of it and it just talks like this snow white the fairest in the land joe dinny dan the good enough of the land 
I'll agree with that. Sure. <laughs> yeah, the, the, like, the, the, wait, the magic what? mirror. I thought I was the good enough. <gasps> the, magic, the magic mirror. But also, she says magic mirror. She doesn't say... It's like almost like a... It's like play it again, Sam. It's like, you know, mirror, mirror. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> That where did that come from? The mirror, mirror on the wall thing. It might have been. I don't know if it was like in the OG story or if it was just something that like other incarnations of the story that were told. There's even a Snow White live action movie called Mirror, Mirror. Yes. So maybe maybe that's what it is. Um, but there's there's a lot. I mean, it's also interesting to note too how how much of the movie is just kind of fluff. Mm-hmm. It's I mean, cause there's a whole dance it, sequence. There's a whole dance sequence. There's just a lot of scenes of like animals like cleaning stuff that sometimes just melds in your memory like with each other and it's like you're reminded this is an 83 minute movie. <laughs> this is an 83 minute long movie and a lot of it is because there's two scenes. One where animals are cleaning to whistle while you work, which I still sing periodically sometimes. And um the whole, uh, the silly, is it just called the silly song? Or the, sil- uh, the silly song. Or like, the literally the lyrics are, this song is bullshit. <laughs> yeah, that, I remember I'm, I'm that. I'm paraphrasing. Like, it's a G-rated <laughs> movie that uses the term bullshit. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you not know that? <laughs> no. Uh, I was both not aware. something today. <laughs> I must have conveniently, like, turned that off when I watched it as a child and turned it back on. You're like, I can't hear these words. Is it done yet? Okay. Oh, <laughs> but no, the point the point of the song like there's a whole song that's like this song is dumb. We're just gonna sing whatever. Like it's almost like they're toying with you a little bit. Like, see, we're so good at our job, we're just gonna sing about nothing while we dance to it. But also too, again, it just shows you like the Disney company at that point, they were used to like seven minute shorts or six or seven mm-hmm. minute shorts with gags. And jokes and other and other things like that. So they were they were definitely. I mean, there's definitely plot in this, but there's there's more than its fair share of like, you know, just moments where they just stop the plot and just have you know a scene, a good old time, a good old time. Um, but like going on the songs, um, I think the thing that's so striking with the songs in Snow White is is they're just their sheer simplicity in in their emotions. You know, someday my prince will come. It's, it, it, it's, it's what she wants. She just wants she wants someone to love. Pretty straightforward. And like the dwarfs going to work singing hi ho, you know. There's do you, I I know I asked you before, but I'm going to ask you here just because. Do you have a a song that you sing on your way to work? No, no, like not even anything you play on the radio. Not really. Oh, uh, yeah, me neither. because <laughs> because my 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 job is is not far away, so it's just kind of like. So you don't even have enough time Not re- to like, yeah. have a work song? No. No. But, it, 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 you know, it's it's what it is. It's fine. I'll, I'll make you a work song. It's okay. I'll talk to John. We'll get you one. <laughs> um, um, but no, that's a classic song, though. Hi-ho. 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 I mean, it, it is a classic. Um, I like... I'm particularly a fan of um, the Princess song, one song that he, that he sings to her, you know, even after he you know, breaks and enters. Um, <laughs> B&E. Yeah, B&E. Uh, I, I really just, I just like that song um, quite a bit. Like, again, it's just, because with a lot of, like, movies today, it, it you know, some Disney movies, like, I feel like the emotions are a little more complicated. Obviously, like, I mean, move, this movie's verging on 90 in a couple of years, you know. Um, but 
it's it's just one of those things where it, it, it this is going to lead to our conversation about the eventual remake because there's a lot of things <laughs> we've talked we lot. did talk about that a lot when we were watching this uh it, it wasn't a note that i wasn't gonna, i was gonna bring up i don't think but it was but definitely it, something that it. you can't help it so obviously like with anything and just about anything in disney's catalog not named song of the south disney is doing a remake of snow white and the seven dwarfs surprise surprise okay <laughs> so we were watching this and you know the people talk about different elements of dif- different disney movies how they might be problematic how you know definitely movie products of their time like you think about dumbo with the crows at the end you know Jung- jungle book and i want to be like you um peter pan with the portrayal of tiger lily and the uh, native americans that are you know the natives that are on um you know, Neverland. Snow White has a lot of stuff that I never thought about too much. And then you go, hmm. Like, um, like obviously, the prince just just kisses Snow White. It just happens. Yeah. It's like she's asleep, presumed dead. And, you know, he, like, again, with, he has no character buildup. He has no context. So out of nowhere, he just comes... I, and it's funny because I think about in Maleficent how they sort of addressed that version of like the whole sleeping thing, because it was wasn't I think wasn't it Maleficent that kissed, um, uh, Aurora and then she woke up in that version. And that would ma- that would that would make sense given Disney's like it also makes you think of like Frozen where like it was sisterhood that freed Anna as opposed to the prince. Yep. So I wonder if maybe they'll do something. I was saying to you when we were watching it, like, what if Grumpy became the love interest? Like, that would be kind of interesting. I, I would be I would be intrigued by that. Another thing, uh, speaking of Grumpy, we have to talk about the dwarves, too. Because, you know, because we think about Lord of the Rings and you have, you know, uh, people who are not little people playing dwarves in a lot of those, in those movies. Hmm. Are you, are we going to get little people for this for this one? Because that's another that's another form of diverse diversity, you know that you ha- I think you have to address, especially for this. Because for imagine for little people, there's as far as like opportunities in Hollywood, it's a I imagine it's a tricky thing, you know. Unless you're Peter Dinklage, who was able to like establish himself a little bit more. Which that is, is nice. like literally like the exception to the rule, which I'm glad like, and on that note, we love Peter Dinklage. Yes. Like, of course. No, make no, like I, I always get excited when I see Peter My, Dinklage. Mike's everything. Mike's been rewatching game of Thrones and you're just, he's just such a, such an amazing actor. So talented. I mean, there's a reason, there's a reason he became top build, uh, towards like the later seasons. Cause he's just so good now. And then there's another thing that you have to address too, with, with a remake. What are you going to call dopey? I, I I can't answer that question. I don't know. I don't work for Disney. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure somebody is gonna give me some like smart alecky response. Well, Jelly, actually, when they say Dopey, they really mean this. I'm like, listen, the guy. There's a dwarf named Dopey, and he don't speak <laughs> because he never tried. Wow, that's the that's the explanation. Why doesn't he talk? Well, he never tried. <laughs> <laughs> The laugh is exactly like that. <laughs> but there, there's that's literally it. But there, and also like too, like just thinking about how vain the queen is. Like, are they going to make it something a little bit more than appearances? Are they going to try to add political intrigue? Like the queen, you know, knows if if Snow White 
comes of age, she'll inherit the throne. I don't know. Listen, listen, I'm sure Disney is thinking about all this stuff too. That's the, that's why I, I'm saying this. And it's just, there's, there's, there's a lot on the table for this one particularly. And it's just a question of how, like, I mean, if you look at like, just from personal opinion, like looking at the track record, that like, they, they're, eh. <laughs> like, it seems like the, the majority of the reason they even remake half of these movies is because they want to, like, update them in that way. And in some ways, I'm like, okay, that was a good move. I agree with that move. In other ways, I'm like, this feels like a, this feels like a different problem as opposed to a solution. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And plus, like, outside of that i mean we've talked i'm sure we've talked about this before just like the whole idea of just a remake of an animated movie just is continues to be a weird choice it is especially because i i think i've said this before too i feel like in a lot of ways animation is the best field when it comes to fantasy which but which is funny for me to say that given that snow white there are some fantastical things that happen but there's not a lot that's like outrageous that happens in this movie <laughs> it's not like like beauty and the it's beast not... where you have like a talking singing candelabra like could you like i think about like pinocchio Oof, yeah, and that... just how how tailored that is to animation if they even attempted i mean that's obviously they've had other pinocchio movies live action before i have i've only seen like maybe one of them i think it was like the jonathan taylor thomas one that came out it was like a tv movie I saw the Roberto Benini one in theaters. I don't recommend that one. <laughs> Though I do know, speaking of that, I do know Guillermo del Toro is supposed to make a, a Pinocchio movie. Hmm. I'm curious about it. I think if there's anyone that could do it. If there's anyone that... I mean, he's already proved he can do live-action fantasy brilliantly. But 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 again, he feels like the exception. You know? Yes. Like, whereas I feel, I feel like any almost anyone else, I feel like it's going to be... I don't want to say a failure, but it's going to be, it's just going to feel like, well, what was the point of that? Tough. It's going to be tough. Yeah. But yeah, I think there's a lot to be talked about with Snow White, you know? And again, there's a lot of elements that you have to bring up as far as how this has aged. That said. It's a beautiful movie. It's a beautiful movie. And I don't think it's anything, it's not, it's, it's nothing short of a masterpiece. This thing, it, it's an incredible, an incredible movie. It's, it's such an emotional experience too. I was all, I was in tears when we watched it. I, I, I wasn't like full on crying, but I had tears in my eyes towards the end, end of the movie where like the, you know, the dwarves have their like a little funeral for her. And mm-hmm. you're also like, even with the, the, the B and E prince, <laughs> the B and E prince that turns into a, he just kisses her when she's sleeping. It's not cool. It's whatever. But, but part of you is just so happy it, it, it's like it's it's like you know the, the like it's like such a like a you know primal like the, the the pretty girl and the pretty guy they ride off in, into the sunset the dwarves are happy hooray it's a, it's a lovely like celebration they go to like heaven i guess yeah <laughs> like are they dead maybe that's it is that going to be the angle Disney takes with this one? That'd be really interesting. <laughs> like she just dies. That's a like that would that would be. You know what? If they did that, I would respect. That's ballsy. <laughs> that would be like the automatically just... the best live action remake. <laughs> like you guys killed it. That was fantastic. Best like it, like the whole first half was shitty, but this was great. I give you so much love. <laughs> <laughs> 
but, but no, it is it is a it, like when i watched it both times with you and then watch when i watched it last year or no, it might not have been last year it might have been earlier this year i don't remember but i was really into it like it because maybe maybe like obviously you know i look at a lot of the stuff that's aged and i'm like but there's so much to be entertained by i mean like this the dwarf characters are all fun and the animation is outstanding and like i'm a big horror guy so i love like all the scarier stuff i was like that's really cool um so you can't help but appreciate a lot of that stuff too and um it is it is a like it's a classic for a reason dated or not it's a classic <sighs> yeah it's I, I it's it's a great movie i mean uh, and i also just love like going back to walt disney i love it in situations where people are like this isn't gonna work and then walt was like <laughs> <laughs> it worked but <laughs> like y- he just throws money down you sure you sure about this and some people might not like that just because the way the disney company is and some of Walt this Disney's is true views but i do like stories <laughs> like that where it's just like oh this is not gonna work and then it feels like that happens a lot with walt disney like mickey mouse is like the, the first like like synchronized like sound cartoon with with mickey mouse and it's just like oh oh it worked out snow white oh it worked out <sighs> or um or the big one like disneyland <laughs> that's this is stupid and then Disneyland is, you know, pe- people people are willing to spend thousands of dollars to go there. Thousands of dollars even now. <laughs> thousands of dollars even with a limited experience. You can't meet freaking characters. <laughs> with a limited experience and a virus. <laughs> they still want to do it. We still want to go to a Disney park. We, we, we still want to try that. But... That aside, um, we're gonna we're gonna hop out of the dwarf's cottage and uh, take a trip along the yellow brick road. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Two Dudes One Double Feature. In our last segment, we talked about the crown, one of the one of the crown jewels of the pantheon of Disney animated features. And now we are going to um, the land of Oz to talk about a little movie. What's that movie, Joey? What's that movie we're talking about? Is it The Wiz? How'd you know? This is a little guess, you know. I mean, I am one of the one of the main uh, executive producers of this program. We have producer titles. We're just we just work on the show. We just do. Oh yeah, that's right. You are shit. I forgot about that. Um. (laughs) No, we are not talking about the Wiz, or we are not talking about Return. We're not talking about Return to Oz, though. That'd be an interesting one to talk about in the future. That kind of would be. (laughs) Um, We're not talking about Wicked. We're certainly not talking about um, 
Oz, uh, the, the great and powerful, the great and powerful. I was about to say the mediocre and poor <laughs> Sam Raimi. Oh, Sam Raimi. Um, it's, it's okay. N- no, uh, we're talking about, um, a movie that it, it's, you, if you throw a rock, you're going to hit somebody that has seen this movie, but also will be mad at you because you've thrown a rock. <laughs> like, <laughs> Dude, <laughs> no. But this is this is this is estimated to be the most seen movie of all time, which is interesting. It's interesting, ladies and gentlemen. The Wizard of Oz. Woo! Fun fact: and this might surprise some people when I say this, according to Joey's statistic. Um, <laughs> this is an old movie that I have seen a lot. Willingly? Yeah! <laughs> Isn't that weird? It, 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 any other movie, it would seem strange, but The Wizard of Oz is the kind of movie that you can you can watch if you're two, if you're a hundred or two. Listen, there's not many movies where I can say um, my 80-something-year-old grandmother has seen it, my mother has seen it, my brother has seen it, my 16-year-old cousin has seen it, and I imagine I have another, that there's another cousin, another like second cousin or whatever in my life that has, that has seen it. And they're, pro- they're, you know, like 10 years old. It's a mo- it's the kind of movie that it, it transcend, it truly really does like transcend. It feels like time and space. It's like <laughs> you probably, if you're an, at least an, an American of a certain, you know, household, whatever. You might have seen this movie. Is all I'm trying to say here. It's a popular it, movie. It's it's. I remember when I would when I was younger, I'd have conversations with people. I'd be like, "What's what's the oldest movie you've ever seen?" And then they'd be like, "They like what I say to you sometimes. Like I don't really watch old movies." And I'm like, "Have you seen The Wizard of Oz?" They're like, "Oh yeah, I love The Wizard of Oz." I'm like, "So that's probably it then, right?" They'd be like, "What when did that come out? Like the 30s?" They're like, "Oh really?" It'd be like a whole conversation. Um. But yeah, this this is this was like many like many people. This was a movie, and I'm sure you could say the same that I grew up with. Like it was oh, yes. very much, very much part of my life from an early, early day. I think I was like, I think I remember like being five years old or younger, and every time I'd watch it, I'd want to dress up as the scarecrow. I think my my like one Halloween, my mom got me a scarecrow costume that I would wear because like I would wear costumes a lot. Like there was a point I just wore Sonic the Hedgehog. A lot. I remember you telling me this story. So, so like, there's there's pictures somewhere, I'm sure, of me in the Sonic the Hedgehog costume. But the same goes for the Scarecrow. I would dress up as the Scarecrow in, like, this, like, store-bought costume with, like, a plastic or, like, whatever material mask that it came with. So, yeah, it was a big one. It was a big one. Yeah, I mean, this movie came out in 1939. When it came out, it wasn't ex- – I, I don't want to call it a flop – it w- it wasn't as successful as Gone with the Wind because Gone with the Wind came out that year and that was a, a massive, um, obviously a massive hit. Like I mean, you just same guy, inflation. same director. Um, same yeah, both were directed by Victor Fleming, who won. Victor Fleming won the Oscar for Best Director for Gone with the Wind. Um, mm. But yeah, and Wizard of Oz, you know, had a bunch of re-releases. But more importantly than that, and more important to its longevity, it was a television staple. My mom. And her her sisters remember watching this like around Easter time every year. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's why my mom never wants to see this movie again. Because <laughs> she has seen it. She has just seen it way too many times. <laughs> I can understand that, Patty. It's okay. It's okay. It's all good. You don't have to. It's watch. all good. Um, no, but th- going into the into the actual movie, trying to it's it's hard to talk about this movie, and hard to talk. It's it's kind of like thinking about Star Wars, the original Star Wars, and I think about something that um, uh, somebody said on uh, what the flick, where it's like it's it's hard to review Star Wars. It's like reviewing the air. It's like it's right. just been there. You know, you just know it exists. It's been around. It's like, how do you how do you dissect this? It's it's just it's just what it is. It's like it's it's because everybody has said something about it. Like every like, there I I've probably met one or two people who either haven't seen it or just don't care for it, and that's fine. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but. It's it's just one of those movies that is so beloved by like generations after generation, um, and it's just everybody like I bet if you go on YouTube and you just typed in the Wizard of Oz, you'd see like twenty different like video essays or like compilations or like you'd just see a clip of like one of the songs that people love to sing. You know, it's even it's it's even ingrained itself into our dialogue about stuff like when we would just talk about everyday things you know it's just there i'm afraid we're not in kansas anymore or you know Mm -hmm. lions and tigers and bears oh Oh my my. yeah it's like everybody it's it's it it feels like even if you've never seen it it's somehow ingrained into your life somehow because of how prolific it is Mm -hmm. i'm melting oh what a world what a world (laughs) It's like I think like it it's referenced in Roger Rabbit when he was melting. Yeah. yeah. This is yeah. Um in case you have never seen this. Um if you're if you're the one person who has never seen this film, you're going to spoil the crap out of it. <laughs> we we're, we're going to tell you every single thing from beginning to end that happens. You're just going to have to listen to it or not. I don't care. So it deals with 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 young Dorothy, as played by Judy Garland, and and it, you see young Dorothy represents a certain aesthetic. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I was. Kidding. <laughs> I mean, she could. I was, I was gonna. Thing I was, is, there's a lot you could analyze with this movie, and it wouldn't be a joke. Unlike this podcast, which is a joke. Yes. <laughs> no, but Dorothy here, Professor. <laughs> Dorothy, you know she's in Kansas. Good old Dorothy it's, Gale. Dorothy Gale, sepia-toned Kansas, and, well, you know, there's just a lot of stuff going on. Like, her her dog, Toto, bit someone, there, bit someone, and they're mad, and then, like, she goes home, and she's trying to tell Auntie M, Auntie M, Auntie M, that's another thing that's quoted a lot. I have, listen, I hate to go back to the whole thing, but I have the frickin' movie Twister next to me, because I've been wanting to watch it. Yeah. This movie constantly references the Wizard of Oz. They have a device for tracking the twisters called Dorothy. Mm-hmm. So I mean, <laughs> it's everywhere. Anyway, yeah, it's so you know, and her her life is just so like you know, oh gosh, oh no, and 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 the lady wants to wants to like, take the dog away from Dorothy, and that's like the one thing Dorothy has going for her. And like, like all of, like all the farm hands are are all like having different things to tell her. Like, you know, 
you like don't worry about her just have a little courage you know or like oh you know all this and that and um so she comes over she's like i'm gonna take your dog because it bit me and i hate you guys because <laughs> uh, what's her name mrs uh myra gulch is the woman that got bit yeah myra gulch which is a fun name to say i like that name myra gulch <laughs> Almira, Almira, Almira Gulch. According oh, to the, it, is it Almira? I was saying it wrong then. Almira. I, mean, I know it was Gulch, but I, I never knew about the first name. <laughs> I, I can't well, remember that. Well, it's because, like, uh, the only reason I know is because Auntie M like goes up to her and has that great line. She's like, Almira Gulch. Just because you own half the county doesn't mean you get to bully the rest of us. For twenty years, I've been. I forget the rest of the line, but she's basically like. Like, wants to, like, say fuck you to her or something. She's like, but, well, being a Christian woman, I can't say it! But but Richard can say these things because he is mm. Richard. I am Richard, and I am not in a sepia-toned Kansas from 1939. My name is doing? Richard. I speak for the anti-Ms. <laughs> I speak for the anti-Ms of the world that are too Christian to say fuck you to all my regalchas. <laughs> this is a first for the podcast. Uh, we dropped two F-bombs. <laughs> Two. Boom, um, <laughs> and we've reached our limit in a, in a in a one where we talk about two kid fantasy movies. So this is <laughs> it's God. gone off the rails. <laughs> but you know, so a tor- a, a tornado, a, t- a twister comes a twi- out. A t- it's a twister. It's a twister. You know, it carries it carries Dorothy off uh, somewhere else, somewhere over the rainbow, the land of Oz, which is not sepia toned. And is in fact quite colorful, and I, I I do mean quite colorful. They went all out. Listen, listen, listen. We talk about like three strip Technicolor a couple times in the show. We talked about singing in the rain. We talked about the red, red shoes. shoes. We talked about um, Thief of Baghdad a couple weeks, you know, not that long ago. And listen, this is like the Technicolor movie to end all Technicolor movies. Like it, it's oh. It's like, it reminds me when Blu-ray first came out and everyone was like, if you really want to use your Blu-ray player, get a copy of Speed Racer because that, that'll just blow your mind with just how colorful it is. And it's a great movie. Um, so that is essentially like Wizard of Oz is essentially like that for that technology, three strip Technicolor. And they, they spare no expense. I mean, there's, there's bright greens, there's, there's yellows, there's reds, there's blues, there's of course um, all these amazing things like when when Glinda the Good Witch comes down and she's in the big old bubble, which makes me think of that that vine or whatever that of the the, the two friends like arguing about if she's a princess or not. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. No, I've never seen that. It's it's literally it's it's like it's like a classic. I hate to get into this, but it's like that classic like argument that you get into your get with your friend over something stupid. And the, the one guy's, like, screaming at his friend. <laughs> He's like, hold up! Hold up! Hold up! Her sister was a witch! <laughs> and what was her sister? A princess! The Wicked Witch of the East, bro! <laughs> and, like, he's wrong, because she's, she's the witch of the North. But that's beside the point. It's just funny. But, um... But no, like her bubbles pink, and her dress is like a light pink. It's got sparkles all over it. Um, the Munchkins outfits in Munchkin Land, where we first are entered, have all these amazing outfits that are like sort of made from the plants or the foliage 
around them. So, like, the mayor and, like, a couple of the other ones have, like, flowers growing out of the tips of their shoes. Um, and then, of course, the ruby slippers, when we're introduced to them, are this bright, beautiful red color with the sparkles all over it. And Dorothy's dress, when she comes out, she's got, like, the blue and the white and... It's it's beautiful. It's it's iconic and like instant instant it's instantly memorable. I also love how they're like the transition and how they were able to do that. Like when, she, when they're in the house and they had like a stunt double come in and open the door and then she walked out and it was color. It's it's such a beautiful thing. It's like a it's like you know movies are like magic and that's like a great like classic movie magic trick right there. Um and you know, obviously, throughout the movie, Dorothy meets a lot of colorful characters. Like all of the Munchkins are hysteric. Like are, I, I love the one with, at the the coroner. <laughs> yes, as coroner, I vouch for. Her. <laughs> she is most sincerely dead. dead. It, it makes me think of uh, the uh, the Princess Bride. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um. I also, th- I-, I love the mayor. The mayor's fun. And, like, the mm-hmm. guy that's, like, always, like, interrupting the conversation and just, like, yelling. Like, he- <laughs> like he's in this, like, p- purplish-pink robe or whatever. Um, but, uh, and then also, uh, when the Wicked Witch shows up in that opening scene, like, even the smoke is, like, red. Like, like, ugh. There's just so much about it um but yeah the munchkins are just fun um there's like glinda is like just s- the sparkling example of like a nice like warm welcoming lady like she, you just like even the way she talks she's like oh ho, ho, hello dorothy how are you it's almost like now it's become that like stereotypical like way of like pretending to be like fake nice I, I just, but one of my favorite lines is she's just like, oh, that's because bad, only bad witches are ugly. <laughs> she says it so like, only bad witches are ugly. <laughs> yeah, it, it makes me like, really, you know who would be great, um, uh, a witch of the north would be Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> <laughs> well, because it makes me think of her and as the freaking as Adam Sandler's mom. Yes, <laughs> yes. Little Nikki. Oh my God, we went back to Little Nikki. Ah, <laughs> and it's it's better than going to other movies we talked about, but that's a whole other story. Uh, I'm so sorry for that episode again. Um, <laughs> but we have to talk about the the three the three the three lads that the, she the three fellers that she and that she the that three, goes on her journey. The Scarecrow, the Tin Man, and the Cowardly Lion. So. The Scarecrow, who's played by Roy Bolger, uh, we first meet him, and he's stuck on a pole in the middle of this cornfield as as Dorothy's off on her adventure now to go to the land of Oz to try to figure out a way home, to talk to the wizard, the title character, the Wizard of Oz. And when she meets him, he's he's a bit indifferent because like she's trying like he wants to help her. He's like you know go this way, but he's also like you know that way's good. You know, sometimes people go both ways. I don't really know. He kind of makes me think of me whenever I try to watch a movie and I just stare at my Blu-ray shelf. And I'm like, you know, this is a good movie, but I kind of want to watch this. Oh, but I haven't seen this in a while. It's the worst. Because then you're just stuck in a loop. I feel for the Scarecrow in that. <laughs> um, but he's he's also kind of sad 
because his one job is to scare crows away from his field and he can't do it and it just makes him sad and he says he he thinks it's because he doesn't have a brain mm-hmm. and so um dorothy says well why don't you come with me to see the wizard maybe maybe he'll help you and he's like can i do that yes yes you can let's go and then they skip a, skip along and um they eventually run into some trees that throw apples at them Mm. which is voiced by the bat thing from uh great mouse detective i remember you were telling me yes it it is that is the same that is the same actor after that where uh we see this metal man frozen in a field frozen by a cottage uh and he does like all he wants is his oil can and they're like all right, so they they oil them up. This is a very basic description of how all this plays. It's much more magical than this, I promise, to the one person listening that has never watched Wizard of Oz. <laughs> I promise this is a lot more magical than I'm explaining it. But um, they give him the oil can. He could finally move. He's excited. He dances. He has a great time. But then he gets sad as well because the tinsman forgot to give him a heart when he was making them. And so... Dorothy and the Scarecrow are like, why don't we why don't we take him? He can come with us. And they're like, yeah. And he comes with. So now they're on a journey. But while this is happening, the Wicked Witch stalking them wants to kill them. Because not to her, you know, perp- like she didn't do it on purpose, but she may have killed her sister. Ed stolen her shoes. <laughs> which is the big part um and then along the way they get they go into this forest and they're a little bit scared they don't really know what's going on and out of nowhere this lion comes and is is intimidating and he's like i'm gonna fight you you're in my forest i'm gonna eat you and they're scared of him but then dorothy stands up for herself slaps him slaps him in the paw and he starts crying He's so sad. He's he's actually he's actually a coward. He has no knife. <laughs> he wants the knife, but he's got no knife. Uh, so then the they say of his lack of knife. <laughs> the knife of his lack of knife. And so they're like, you know what? Hey, you want to come with us? Maybe the maybe the wizard can give you some courage. And he's like, okay. And they're off on the journey. And these these guys that just go off, and they they would do anything. They would do anything for Dorothy, and it, it's it's just a nice like thing, like they, how much they care. They just all love. It. They're they're all best friends. They're all best friends. It's good. It's it's nice, and no one has any like romantic leanings towards anyone. Though, there is a there was a hint of. A hint of one that was left over in this movie. Is that what the Scarecrow? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's because, you know, I'm going to miss you most of all. I'll say that to you when we're on the Disney trip. <laughs> As I'm saying goodbye to everybody. <laughs> when I know you'll really mean it for, for Mike, but that's a whole well, other story. Well, I mean, I'll say I'll mean it when I say it to Mike, but I'll say it to you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um... But they're all they're all very colorful characters, uh, these guys, and you know the scarecrow. You know, kind of in the book too, where it's like the scarecrow 
has no brain, but he comes up with a lot of come comes with a lot of plans. He's the idea man. He's the idea man. The Tin Man actually cares, you know. And then the the lion has nothing. Hold on, I have an idea. Oh boy, are we ladies getting a special and, guest, ladies and gentlemen? I'd like to bring on a special guest if she's okay with it. Are you okay with it? Who is it? It's you. It's me. Yes. Did I win a prize? No. Oh. If what you're on this Joey show, say? no, you did not. No, Joey said you didn't win a prize. Oh, um, Joey. So, this is my mom that's with me right now, and Joey's clapping, but she can't hear it because I have my headphones in. <laughs> but um, we're talking about the Wizard of Oz right now. Yeah. And I was curious because Joey was talking about how his mom watched the Wizard of Oz when she was a kid, like on TV all the time. So I was curious how you got into the Wizard of Oz because you showed that to Jelly and I. We were really young. I remember nope. the first time watching it was with my mom and my mom and dad had double like twin beds in their room. This is how old they were. And we had a black and white TV and we watched Wizard of Oz in there. Me and her just together. All the time? Uh, not every time, but the first time. And then every other time, it was only when it was on TV. How mm-hmm. often was it on TV? Like once a year. So it was like, yeah, because that's what Yeah, it was like a was special saying. thing. When it came on, everything stopped. So you could stop and watch Wizard of Oz. It was on tonight, so. And it was just really magical? Like it every time? Ma- like, like, oh, like, yeah. Like you connected with it a lot? Yeah, and then we got a color TV. Oh, you know, and then just, we were big time. That just blew your mind then a little yeah, bit. Yeah, a little bit. That's cool. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. What's your favorite part? Um, there's a lot. <laughs> there's actually a lot of good parts. I but... like when it goes from the black and white to color because that was big for me. That was a big moment. Yeah, because we, you know, we had right, the whole color, color TV. TV. Yeah. yeah, that was big. Nice. All right. All right. Thank you so much. Hey. Thanks, Tina. Bye. Joey said I thank you. you. I love Bye, Joey. It. Bye. Uh, I figured that'd be a cool. That was worth it. That's definitely staying. So, um, uh, we were talking about these three characters. Like the lion doesn't really amount to much as far as like because in the book he's he's like the first one like charging into battle or you know whatever. Mm. Whereas in this, he literally um, he doesn't change. He's always scared. He's always he just he he jumps out the window that one time. <laughs> <laughs> just like earlier, I was taking a drink. I'm sorry. <laughs> Drift compatible, that's what it is. Yeah, um, uh, but but doesn't mean Bert Bert Lar does is a great job as a lot. I mean, all he's but he's, he's the funniest he's, part. He's the funniest it's so, character. It's so funny. Um, the knife. <laughs> the knife. I also love like someone's. It's like someone stepped on my tail, or someone's grabbing my tail. It's like it's you. Oh. <laughs> Someone. Oh, he says someone's pulling my tail. That was you. Oh God. <laughs> Can I just say something with the lion that was weird for me as a kid? What? Okay. Was it so? Well, can this, I get? Can I guess first? You you can guess. Yes. W- was it his mask and his, like the jaw? Like how? No. Did, okay. Because no, that no, was always no. a weird thing for me. Just well, like, it was that. That's weird. But the, my weird thing was, you know, how they, they get like the makeovers in the land of when once they get to the land of Oz. Right. Yeah. And he got and the he, bow tie. He, or he the gets little bow bows. And I'm like, wait a minute. Is the lion a girl? 
this is confusing to me. It's like I, my it, limited it, understanding of, of things <laughs> as a well, that, child. That's, that's so much like like me with like Tweety Bird and how like because like lashes were like the indication in cartoons that you know that was a girl and then Tweety was a boy, but Tweety had lashes and so that just that changed the game in my brain. I was like, well, I guess boys have eyelashes, so that makes sense. And that's a, that's another big thing with this this movie too um, is because I always hear like hear things like Friends of Dorothy as far as like the gay like the gay community and mm-hmm. stuff like that because it's like, it's one of those like kind of big movie like that they yeah I've heard a little bit about that you know I, I can't speak on, I can't speak on that because I'm not in that community but it's, neither can it's, I I, think, yeah. I I think I think it does deserve some mentioning especially given that it is such a classic movie but especially also too for that community. Um, I want to get to the songs. Somewhere over the rainbow was almost not in this movie, which seems it's blasphemous so, today. It's so wild to think that they would have just taken that out, and because they didn't want their star to look, you know, they didn't want their star to look like a regular person. But it, it, it's such a wonderful scene, and just Judy Garland, like, just that that became her, you know, became really became her song. Really, mm-hmm. and um, but she just incredible job, and just the lyrics, the music, it just it just hits, it just rings so true. Even you know, over eighty years later, um, I'm sure for a lot of a lot of people. But that's a great that's a great song. I mean, it's it's prob it's arguably the most iconic song from the whole movie. I think it's yeah, probably. I mean, all the songs are amazing, and obviously, I I'll, I'll still like if I'm like feeling a little bit giddy one day a little bit excited about something i'll be like oh i'm off to see the wizard wonderful wizard of oz like before this before we recorded i was going oh we're off to record a podcast a podcast called two dudes yeah or you know um uh ding dong the witch is dead Mm -hmm. that that was i sang that all the time in the playground that was like the game or whatever yeah um that but the one song that's not, I don't think is very iconic, but is iconic to us only because the lion sings it, and it's the last song of the movie. <laughs> I, the king of the forest. Not queen. Not duke. Not prince. And I, I feel like, and it just gets to this whole routine. I imagine there's people who are like, did you break my pot? What are you doing? <laughs> With a you just have- and a rough, and a royal growl. Why are you using that as a cape? <laughs> that is my nice rug. Um, we gotta, we gotta mention. I know we mentioned her a little bit. Margaret Hamilton as the Wicked Witch. Um, we didn't, we didn't. I don't think we talked too much about her, but we've talked about the names of her characters. <laughs> Almira <laughs> Gulch. <laughs> Which that that's that's a just like because um. She, I think she's right up there with like Darth Vader as like one of the one of the great like movie villains. Oh yeah, especially too because in the in the book in the relative, I think early in like the old, like how the Oz series was back in the day, she wasn't that big of a character. Oh really? It wasn't that it was it, it, at least compare like because the movie treats her like she's like the be all end all, you know, bad guy. But I think in the book it's a little it's a little different. I don't. I've actually never read the book. Surprisingly. I feel like I, I feel like if there was a book I would have wanted to read, that would probably have been in that category. But I just never got around to it. I mean, that character though, I think a lot of it has to do with 
her performance in in this movie because over the years, I mean, that character has grown in popularity. There's a whole musical dedicated to that character starring um, Adele Dizim, or as she's actually called, Adina Menzel. Yeah, she um, was the in the original Broadway. Her and um, Kristen Chenoweth. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I was supposed to see that a couple years ago, but weather stuff prevented that from happening. Like with that cast? No, not with that cast, just with oh, it in okay. general. My sister, my sister saw it and she loved it. She, she's actually, I told her they're because they're making that movie now. I think it was like John Chu who did Crazy Rich Asians is doing it. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't know how she feels about it, but I know they're doing it. But I know she loved the musical. I mean, he did a good job with, um, uh, in the Heights because he directed that. Yeah, that was a really good one. I liked In the Heights. I still haven't seen Crazy Rich Asians or the one GI Joe movie he did. Apparently, <laughs> well, um, outside of that, but like. Margaret Hamilton is, is is so good, and it's also kind of interesting too, because you know Snow White partial, sort of semi partially influenced the creation of this movie, because it showed that there was a family market, there was a family audience to be mined of their money, basically. But then also, I always find interesting is how Walt always wanted to do the Wizard of Oz, and he missed it in a way. Yeah. Like, he had so many attempts. This is the one Walt Disney thing I know a little bit about because I watched some stuff. So (laughs) I will always defer to you when it comes to Disney history. But I do know a little bit about this because I know he tried so many different attempts to adapt The Wizard of Oz. Like, he did it with the Mouseketeers. He tried a few, like, live action, like, like with Mary Poppins, which eventually sort of became his big, like, live action thing like wasn't that his introduction to live action really as far as like movies or like or like his big his big like the biggest one i guess well that that's like the biggest one because that came out in this like two years before his his passing yeah mary poppins um because he did like treasure treasure island and Twenty Thousand leagues in the 50s mm-hmm. right yeah those yeah. are earlier um but yeah I, I i think he could have done it but it's also one of those things where i'm glad with what what we got but also, interestingly enough, at Disney Parks for a while, you could see Wizard of Oz stuff there because of the Great Movie Ride. Right. Because the climactic scene of the Great Movie Ride, you enter a nice replica of Munchkin Land, and the witch comes out and and is an is amazing animatronic of the witch and mm-hmm. interacts with like your ride hosts. Almost like when you remember like the Jungle Cruise had like the skipper. Yeah. Basically, like Great Movie Ride had like a host or like you know, what we would think of so, like a skip someone that was, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they were like, and, and the witch was talking to that person as if they were like Dorothy, basically. Oh, really? Yeah. So it was kind of, it was kind of fun. And they're like, oh man, I don't know what to do. And then the Munchins go like, oh, the yellow brick road. And we, you know, your vehicle you know, starts to move and they sing the song and you see, you know, the four guys. And it's the last thing that you see before you go to the clip montage is you see like everybody looking at like the Emerald City. Mm-hmm. You know, but that was back before Disney had a lot of intellectual properties. This was, pre- <laughs> this is pre a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, but like, it's funny too because like after his passing, there was obviously a few attempts to try and do a Wizard of Oz thing at Disney. Um, one was the one in the eighties, Return to Oz, which oh yeah, I I actually I've I've seen maybe once bits and pieces of it. But um, that one has, like, its reputation of being, like, 
a kids movie that's actually like a horror movie kind of it's, thing. It's 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 kind it kind of has like a cult following. Yeah, I feel like. And then of course, Sam Raimi had his attempt with Wizard of Oz, which did that was that did that make money? I know it did. It was kind of mixed with the reviews, but did it make money? I don't remember. I think it kind of, kind of, but it, I I don't think it was enough to like generate. Right, you know, doing a it wasn't worth doing a sequel for them. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Because it came out during that kind of sweet spot moment when they were making those types of movies. It was like high, like fantasy, like live action movies. Like obviously, it's not a live action adaptation of anything, but it feels like it's in that realm a little bit. It's just it's kind of funny how there were all these other attempts to do that, but like because Walt was just so adamant because he really wanted to try it, and he tried many different ways, and it just never really worked out. So that's kind of sad. But yeah, and it's just like MGM was like, we did it, ha ha, ha. jerks. MGM MGM was the big dog back then. They were like what Disney is today. Yeah, like <laughs> and, they were. And now they the, were. The, it's like now the tables have have turned drastically. Where MGM was just bought, <laughs> <laughs> but now it's like Warner Brothers owns the rights to to Wizard of Oz, so they can so Wizard of Oz could show up randomly in Space Jam two, and then like. Disney did like Disney's like we're gonna do an Oz movie and they're like you can't use the ruby slippers. What do you mean? You're not allowed. That's exactly that's, how it went down. And I keep thinking, <laughs> shout out my microphone. <laughs> shout out to the actor who performed as uh, the fly monkey, not only in the original Oz but also the one that's in the court on Space Jam: A New Legacy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I <laughs> he's just. <laughs> And then just, I just, yes. The one bit when he's like going through all the different like Warner Brothers planets or whatever, and then one of them's like Wizard of Oz. I'll get you, my pretty. But it's just LeBron James. <laughs> now I'm just picturing Dorothy Gale sitting at her window, seeing all those images, and then she just sees LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, this this movie, it's again. It makes me think of, you know, actually, like, the thing is, like, the plot, in my opinion, at least moves be- better than Snow White does, because you're at least meeting new people, and there are moments where they're just like, oh, we're gonna, we're gonna have a song about a horse's colors. There's a horse of a different color! Ha 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 ha! Sorry. Yes. And, uh, just like, you know, just have stuff like that, or when they get, they get their makeovers, and it's just, you know... But the, the 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 Snow White has a lot of like detour stuff like that too. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, again, this was like the '30s where you know it was, it was a bit of escapism. You get a little bit of everything with these kinds of things. You get you get some action, you get like the spectacle of it, but you get also just just the the musical, the 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 colors and like the comedy. So it's like a very broad, broadly appealing. Um, movie but dude whenever whenever okay can i just say the one that thing that always freaked me out the most was when the flying monkeys were approaching them in that in the, one shot you see like, the haunted forest or whatever yeah yeah that always freaked me out quite a bit that part that part definitely like gave me the chills but you know what i thought was always like sort of the, the scariest thing to me was the like the wizard of oz not the guy but the wizard it's like like that music that boom Boom, boom. I felt like I was watching like a science fiction movie of the fifties when you when you see him like because he's just like this, this giant bald like green headed dude. With... I am Oz. 
the great and powerful. Like my legs were shaking. The with, great uh, with the rest and terrible. Of the I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, your majesty? I, I mean, uh, your wizardry? Enough! Uh, and you, lion! Well! <laughs> Shame on you! Frightening when he came for you to, came to you for help! Silence, whippersnapper! Uh, I, shout out to Frank Morgan as as both Oz, but also uh, Professor, Professor Marvel. Professor Marvel... The gate, the the gatekeeper dude. Yes, the horse of a different color dude. The other gatekeeper dude. <laughs> Who rang that bell? Can't you read? <laughs> <laughs> the notice. It's on the door. Planted the nose on my face. <laughs> no, you know what else cracks me up is when he's crying, and it's just like it's so it's so excessive. You can so tell it's like coming out of his like like his sub tubes or something. He's just like <laughs> that just makes his mustache look that much like faker and it's more fake, you know. I'll take it. I have. <laughs> I, I just I always just love what he what he gives out the gift. They have one. Th- you have one thing they haven't got. <laughs> I like I like how he just comes up with like, like all these different like um here's a diploma. For a good job. It worked. <laughs> Here's a clock that looks like a heart. <gasps> it ticks. <laughs> Here's a, a medal that says courage on it. And the lion is just so happy. He's just like, <laughs> See, read my medal. Courage. Ain't it the truth? Ain't it the truth? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, what about Dorothy? But I, uh, but I, again, like I like like you have like the dual cast roles. I just mm. love like what Professor Marvel is like trying to like tell Dorothy stuff, and it's just like <laughs> such a... <laughs> like you know he's like a hack. <laughs> I, he just steals her purse, f- f- you know, gets rummages through it. Ah, oh, okay, I'll see that. I see. What's this? <laughs> a house with a picket fence and a barn. With a, with a, a running horse. <laughs> that's our farm. <laughs> or like, that's Aunt M. Her name is Emily. Stupid. It's just like, oh my god. <laughs> like, I see an old woman. That, that's my Aunt M. Her name is Emily. Okay? Jesus. Her, her name is Elmira Gulch. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's just kind of... It, 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 it's it's a i don't know it, it, <laughs> did, I, did we just go f- too far did we fall off the tracks this time no i'm just i'm just thinking about what else i want to say oh i did want to mention this though um a couple things that connects this with wizard of oz obviously they're they're you know the family films mm. and i just wanted to briefly mention this Adri- adriana adriana uh casalotti adriana casalotti who voices is the voice of juliet in um that the scene wherefore art thou romeo that is the voice of snow white from disney snow white she didn't do a whole lot of other projects um as far as film that i'm aware of but that's still really cool how that it's such a it's such a neat little thing and it's perfect for a double feature but also a couple other things to note 
Both of these films were among the first 25 movies selected into the Library of Congress National Film Registry, which means if you're selected this, your film's pretty important. Earned. It's earned, you know, like, and, and it was among, like, movies like Star Wars. I think The Godfather was among the first 25. There's a lot of, like, great movies in that first 25. I, and I bet if we look at that list, we could be like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, they all make sense for, for different reasons, but they're both selected in the same year, which is really nice. And it just shows you that these are, are, are really important cultural artifacts um, for American, for American culture. I don't want to sound like one of those guys like for American culture. Uh, it's just like for, for history really. And, just and for, for the for history. And it, it's, it's very important, you know, very, very important, especially Wizard of Oz. You know, we talked about like all the references that ever, all the t- countless times it's been referenced mm. all the times that people quote it. And not even just by us just, in this whole episode, just it, 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 it is, it's insane. But also I think it shows to, you know, like family, like family films, uh, th- family films can be enjoyed by all ages. Like that's, that's kind of, I think the real goal with, uh, with like, it, like a really great family film is again, enjoyed by the whole family. You know I mean? It, it sounds basic and stupid, but like the, I guess the point I'm trying to make is so many of those types of movies, you, you others would probably argue it's like, Oh, this is aimed at kids. Or this is geared at kids. But, you know, people just like, oh, that's a kid's movie or that's a kid's movie. And that's and that's fine. You know, you can obviously enjoy a kid's movie, but there's just something kind of great when you can sit with your whole family and everybody can just have a good time with something. Yes, it could be if it could be enjoyed by anyone who's two to 102, yeah. that kind of thing. Like, it, it's really special, you know, when you have like a film, uh, a movie. And I feel like that's true of a lot of the great Disney movies and The Wizard of Oz. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I mean, you know, you heard you heard my mother talk about this. You heard Joey's mother had, you know, her memories with this and it it passed on to us and we have our memories watching this movie and we still watch this movie. We get ex- we got like make fun fact, like whenever we watch movies, we we sometimes we'll try to watch them together, sometimes if schedule or something comes up, we watch them on our own or we watch one of them on our own. We were so into the idea of watching Wizard of Oz, we watched it like a couple of weeks ago. before we did this episode so we were well prepared for that one yeah and it's a great movie it's just it's just so good you know and you never mind watching it once a year even even like twice a year or whatever it's it's just it's just fan it's just fantastic um some great movies and it gets me very excited to talk about next week's a bunch of movies mm. should we get should, should we, we should we say should we say what it is just kind of like i outright? kind of want to i okay. kind of want to all right so normally okay. normally when we do the credits or when i do the credits i like to mention like a little hint as to what the next episode's going to be about um so you guys can like guess and just make it interactive um but this first episode that you're listening to right now is sort of a part one or a prologue to our next episode because our next episode is big it's 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 i don't know if it'll be as long as a star wars episode we'll try not to make it joey <laughs> we'll do our best i i'm ideally limiting each movie to a half hour <laughs> fair so we'll inevitably be over two hours but i don't think it's going to get to star wars length no <laughs> did, did, did you mention the name of the movies because i was just i thinking did not about the dawn 
no. Okay. So <laughs> I, I was just I was just leading into that, really. Well, we are going to I mean, Snow White was the first film first Disney's first feature length animated movie. Mm. And we wanted to talk about um because th- there's it's part of the golden age. Now people like to they generalize the golden age and just throw in stuff like Cinderella and Peter Pan. Well, those are fine movies. They're technically not part of that golden age of Disney animation. More like a silver age. It's, it's a, it's, I think that is, I think that's the apt term for those, the silver age. Yeah. But for, for this, for that ne- next episode, like we're going to briefly mention Snow White because our guest is going to want to talk about it. I think a little bit. Should we keep, should we keep that a secret or do you want it to say? Um, yeah, we can keep it a secret. Why not? Uh, you, you, you probably can guess who it is. <laughs> Admittedly, if you listen to the show. If you listen to this show, um, but Snow White was the first of this golden age, then Pinocchio, then Fantasia, then Dumbo, uh, Dumbo and Bambi. I always get those two, the last two mixed up. Dumbo was the fourth and Bambi was the fifth, yeah. The only, I only know that because I looked it up today. <laughs> yeah, I, that's all I ever know, too. I have to look it up. I'm like, am I sure? Am I, I, it, feel, it feels like, and it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. But all of them are going to be interesting to talk about. I'm very excited to talk about all of those movies, and I think they all deserve to be uh, with each other and mm-hmm. um it'll make for an interesting episode of two dudes one double feature folks it'll, it'll be a big one it'll be it'll, it'll be, be it'll be a big one we were actually gonna record it when we were at disney but uh, like i said some it, some things just didn't work out but we're still doing the episode we're still doing the episode just logistically it just you know a lot of stuff with that but folks what are your favorite like family films what are your favorite memories of wizard of oz what are your favorite scenes how did you first watch The Wizard of Oz? I know I first watched it on VHS, but I'm sure there's somebody out there who first watched it on television or first watched it on uh, DVD, you know? All those questions to Snow White as well. Like, when's the first time you watched Snow White? What are your first experiences with Snow White? Is Snow White even the first Disney movie you ever saw? Curious. So just let us know. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We each have Letterbox. Um, got the YouTube channel. Check that out. That about wraps it us. Yeah. <laughs> that about wraps it us. That's all, folks. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. All right. Uh, uh, have a good night, everyone. Thank you all for listening to Two Dudes, One Double Feature. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Special shout-out, as always, to John and Kenny Armstrong, those beautiful, beautiful musicians. Thank you so much, sirs, as always. And, of course, as you know, next week we're talking about the early days of Disney animation with a very special guest. Stay tuned.